ABPL Live Academic Bridge Program Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to the ABP Live, the weekly podcast of the Academic Bridge Program here in Doha, Qatar. I am your host, Kevin Phipps, the ABP Librarian, and we welcome you to episode number three of season number two of the ABP Live Weekly Podcast. All right, before we get into our show, we have just a few announcements I want to uh, share with you. First one, a couple from Miss Jacqueline, our college counselor. There is an IELTS exam scheduled for exclusively for ABP students that will be on the 22nd of September here at the ABP. It will be in-person computer IELTS exam. And uh, you need to register for that today. The 4th of September is the deadline. So make sure that you see Miss Jacqueline about registering for the UKVI IELTS exam that will be held on Thursday, the 22nd of September here at the ABP, exclusively for ABP students. Okay, see Miss Jacqueline today, Sunday, the 4th of September to register. Okay, the cost of that uh, is 1300 reals. So make sure you talk to Miss Jacqueline about that. All right. Another announcement from Miss Jacqueline, our college counselor, is there will be an international university fair here in Qatar. It's going to be an online virtual fair. It will be Wednesday, September 7th from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. And this includes 100 universities across 18 different countries, including Australia, Bahrain, Belgium, Canada, Germany, Greece, Hong Kong, Italy, Japan, Lebanon, Netherlands, Qatar, Spain, United Kingdom, United States, and the West Indies. So if you're interested in this international university fair with over 100 universities being represented, it's an online virtual fair and you need to register for that fair coming up again. See Miss Jacqueline, our college counselor. Just a couple announcements for me, a librarian. Uh, I organize a bowling club. We will have our first bowling event Tuesday, the 6th of September, coming up at 4 p.m. at the Student Center Bowling Center. So if you want to come out and join us for bowling on this Tuesday, the 6th of September at 4 p.m., just meet us over at the Student Center Bowling Center. Okay, Anyone is welcome to join us, even if you have not signed up for the club yet. All are welcome to come join us to do a little bowling on Tuesday. Also, the book club is still going to be meeting, so if you're interested in the book club, please see me and you can sign up for that. Also, we're looking for people to help us out on the podcast, whether you want to be a presenter or editor or producer, director, let us know, and we'll be happy to uh, get you working on our podcast here. All right. We hope you enjoy this episode of the ABP Live Weekly Podcast. Episode number three of season two. Right here it is. This is ABP Alive. Hi, my name is Faris Sindi. I'm from Saudi Arabia and I'm currently living on the Qatar Foundation uh, campus on student housing. And you might hear me on some podcasts. Uh, you might hear me talk about the FIFA World Cup uh, representing the Saudi team, of course. You also might hear me on some other episodes talking about whatever if I'm needed. And I also might do some editing 
organize some segments and uh, maybe help out with some journalism. Come a helping hand around the podcast club for whatever might be needed. This is ABP Alive. Do you want to start reading, but you can't really find a perfect book to just sit down and read? I've got you. On today's sessions of trending books on social media, we have a Good Girl Guides to Murder series by Holly Jackson. If you like murder series, solving cases, this is for you. Andy Bog was murdered by her boyfriend, Selsing, but this case was closed for five years ago. We have our main character, Pepper. She chose this case for her final year project and she wasn't really sure about the real murder. So she digged the case, found out more secrets, what was Andy's friend not telling to the police. And the odd thing is, she is working with the suspect brother, Ravi. Will she prove that, the fact that Selsing is innocent? Find out more on A Good Girl Guide on Murder Series by Holly Jackson, or come to talk to me. Bye-bye, this is Ken. Mr. Maja recommends a movie. Hello, this is Mr. Maja. The movie I'm gonna recommend this time is Where is the Friend's House? It's a 1987 movie by Abbas Kiarostami, one of my favorite directors, set in rural Iran. An eight-year-old student accidentally takes his friend's notebook home, and once he realizes that, when he arrives to his home, he is desperate to return it to his friend because if he doesn't do so, his friend won't be able to do his homework and he may be expelled from the school. But it turns out to be quite a complicated task. First of all, he's got things to do at home. His mother is asking him to do this and that. His grandfather is asking him to do this and that. So there's not much time. Plus his friend's house is in the neighboring village across the hill and he doesn't know where that house is. The movie is not just an occasionally comic, occasionally sad, interesting story that will keep you entertained for about hour and a half. It is multi-layered. It is actually a subtle commentary on position of children in pretty much any society. The movie depicts a rural society where the problems are more obvious, but the message is universal. The most striking aspect of the movie for me is the invisibility of our protagonist. Most of the adults in the movie never actually listen to what our protagonist has to say. They just do not notice his needs. So the title of the movie is Where is the Friend's House? Or depending on where you look for it, it may be Where is the Friend's Home? It is available on Mubi. If you're not familiar with Mubi, it's another streaming platform spelled M-U-B-I. I really hope you enjoyed the movie. Favorite World Cup Qatar 2022. Hello, this is Miss Aggie, your English teacher. I would like to give you a brief introduction of my favorite soccer team today. Uh, this soccer team will also play in a World Cup here in Doha. And I'm so excited to be able to witness it. I'll be their biggest fan. And I want you to come and join me too. It's a team of Croatia. And maybe some of you know the team of Croatia was second in the last World Cup. No one expected it. 
uh, we were beaten by France, but regardless of that loss, we still considered it a victory in Croatia because it was a victory for such a small country to win the second place. It meant the victory that the entire country celebrated. Something like Qatar did when they uh, won the um, World Cup for 2022 back in 2010. Remember, the entire country was celebrating. So that's exactly what Croatia did to support their favorite team. Croatia, however, appeared in World Cup on five different occasions in 98, 1998, 2002, 2006, 2014 and 2018. Uh, the only other good um, result, good outcome was in 1998 when we finished third and the other three years were not so impressive. But our best year is yet to come actually, <laughs> inshallah. But 2018 was, as I said, second place, great victory. Uh, one of our best players is Luka Modric. Some of you might have heard about Luka Modric. Uh, he's world known. Uh, he happens also to be from my town of Zadar. And we also have more players on the national team from Zadar, from my hometown like uh, Shime Versalko and the goalman Livakovic uh, is also from there. And in the last World Cup, we had four players from my town of uh, Zadar. So wishing good luck to my team of Croatia. And I hope that you can join me to celebrate and go see some games together and be their biggest fan. Thank you. Bye. Hello everyone, hi, my name is Miguel Varela and I will be talking about the Argentinian team today. Um, Argentina's got a lot of tradition when it comes to football. The, uh, the Association of Football uh, in Argentina was, was, born, was created in, in 1912, so there's a lot of history in there. That's the first time when I joined FIFA. Um, there are plenty of uh, clubs in, in Argentina. The, the most famous ones are uh, Boca Juniors and, and River Plate. Boca Juniors, um, uh, that's the one that I that I actually prefer myself, and uh, that's where Maradona and Batistuta used to play at. Uh, Batistuta used to play in Qatar anyway, after uh, coming from Italy. There's a little passion in Argentina when it comes to football, sometimes uh, a little bit too aggressive, but um, uh, that passion is actually reflected, reflected everywhere, especially in the language. When we speak, we say a lot of words related to football in, in everyday conversation. Um, Argentina uh, uh, won two championships, as in, as in two World Cups. Uh, the first one happened in 1978 in Argentina, and the second one happened in 1986 in Mexico. That's when Maradona was one of the big stars, and, uh, and, and there was one goal called uh, the hand of God against England, and then the second one was also against England, and it was called the best goal of the century, after Maradona just dodging a lot of English players before scoring. Uh, in present times, uh, Argentina comes to Qatar with a uh, strong team, and uh, especially now because uh, they they won the uh, Copa America, and also because they they did a really good job at the qualifiers. So the players to watch in Qatar would be, of course, Messi. Uh, then could be Di Maria and uh, the keeper Dibu Martinez. Um, there are two midfielders, De Paul and Lo Celso, and then Dybala, that is also a uh, a forward uh, coming from Italy. So um, my predictions for the World Cup would be uh, the first four teams could be 
Argentina, Germany, France and Spain. Hello everyone, this is Miss Natalia bringing you some football news from Latin America. As some of you may know, I come from a small country of just 3.4 million people called Uruguay in the south of South America. People say that Qatar 2022 is the most compact World Cup in the entire history of this tournament. But the truth is that the first one was held in Montevideo, the capital city of Uruguay, which is much smaller than Qatar in 1930. But of course, only 13 countries participated, so it was much easier to host it then than it is now. Before that, World Football Championships had been under the umbrella of the Olympic Games in the years 1924 and 1928. Uruguay won these three championships and became famous all over the world for its playing style and garra, which means guts, something that we are still known for today. The next time Uruguay won the World Cup was in 1950, when we managed to beat Brazil in a final that is said to have been played between a team of 11 players against a team of 11,000 players, because the stadium, Maracanã, was full of Brazilian supporters. They even say that the trophy itself had already been engraved with the word Brazil before the final was played. Uruguay has never won a World Cup since that time, but the passion is still alive, and when La Celeste plays, the country simply stops for 90 minutes. Nothing else happens when our players are in the field. The whole country is watching the game and we all become one. I can't wait to see my team play in Qatar. You're listening to ABP Alive. Hello, it's Mr. Kevin here, your ABP librarian. And today's book talk is not necessarily about books today, but I do want to share with you some of the magazines that we have available here in the library for you to use. Now, magazines are a great alternative to books because they're a little more current, of course, and on current events and current people and things of that nature. And also, you can just sit down with it and skim through it, read one section if you like, Or, you know, you can skip around. You don't have to read it all in order. So it's a great way to uh, use it if you have a short period of time to read or relax or whatever. You can also check out our magazines. If you want to uh, read through the whole magazine, you can check it out and take it home and return it back to us. That's fine. So we have about uh, 10, 12 different magazines for you to select from and check out. Uh, we have a couple of magazines on... Uh, Animals, if you're into animals, we have BBC Wildlife and National Geographic and National Geographic for Kids. If you are into cars, uh, we have Car and Driver and Hot Rod Magazine. Uh, if you're into science, we have a couple science magazines, Scientific American, New Scientist. And if you are into sort of what's going on in the pop culture, that's kind of, we have a New Yorker magazine and some travel and leisure and also Smithsonian Magazine is kind of great for history and science and that, that as well. So we have many different options to choose from in our magazines. Uh, if that's something you're interested in, 
They are on our back wall in our book room and they're kind of a cool location and display we have there. You'll see the one magazine for each one right on the front of the wall there. And if you wanted to look at the past issues of that magazine, you can just lift up the shelf there and all of the past magazines or magazines from the past year are back there in the shelf. You can just pull those out, all out and look at those as well, okay? So today's book talk was on magazines that we have available for you to use here in our library. All right, this will conclude episode three of season two of our weekly podcast. Again, I want to remind you to read 10 pages of a good book every day. It's so important that you try to do that and set that goal every day. If you miss today, it's okay. Don't worry. Don't beat yourself up about it. Just try and set that goal every day to try to read 10 pages. Where can you read 10 pages of a book? When you're in the car driving. And of course, don't do it if you're the driver. That's not a good idea. But if you're at the, maybe a doctor's office waiting for your visit, or you're at some other office and you're just sitting there in the waiting room, bring a book with you. And then you can read a couple pages there. First thing in the morning is a good time to read. Or if you want to relax your mind in the evening before you go to sleep, read your 10 pages then. That would be a good way for you to sort of relax and unwind and get your eyes off of that blue screen. Because when you're looking at computer monitors, looking at your phone and the blue screens, that actually keeps you awake at night. So try to read a good book, 10 pages of good book every day, nighttime before you go to bed is a good time to do that to help you sleep at night. All right, I'm Mr. Kevin, your ABP librarian, and I'll see you in the library. This was ABP Alive. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.